Welcome to the Dream Team Podcast with James Buckley. I am James Buckley. For the final time this summer, I'm joined in the studio by the Welshest man alive. It's Lloyd Griffith. I'm not Welsh. I'm English. What? I'm not Welsh anymore. I'm English. I've always have been. It's just been a cover whilst um, Wales have been uh, playing well. Oh, really? Couldn't give two shits about Wales, (laughs) if I'm being brutally honest. How are you? You all right? I'm all right, mate, yeah. I went to the pub and watched the Wales game on Wednesday night with a mate of mine, ex-Grimsby Town player, Martin Gritton. Oh, Gritters. Oh, Gritters. Yeah. And I got really drunk. Yeah. And then started walking out the pub and I forgot I left my card behind the bar. And the so, barman's like, excuse me, sir, you left your pub. Card. I'm still, still drunk. drunk. <laughs> I'm still drunk. Oh, it was... Um, There's a theme building every time I ask you what, what, like, what you've been up to. Is it drunk? It's usually just I'm drunk. I've been drunk. Well, I mean, if I'm honest, mate, I love a beer. Yeah. I can't help being an absolute hashtag lad. But I like a beer as well, but I don't really get drunk. Why? Some fucking chap, and I? <laughs> chap! <laughs> I'm a chap! I want to be like the ultimate, ultimate lad, but yeah. after three pints, I'm, like, I'm usually like... Oh, three God. pints? have a bit of food now otherwise I'm going to be and I'm a big lad I'm like you know 12 stone yeah. 16 stone 17 stone <laughs> I don't know how many stones I am um, I'm a lot of stones but I do like a beer mate I can't I love a beer that what's your my... favourite beer I like uh, the other night I was drinking Estrella right okay I think that's a nice decent beer also yeah. Peroni I'll drink a Peroni Nastro Zero Red Stripe from the tap not from a tin do you have a cider every now and then yeah yeah um I think Strongbro brought out cloudy, cloudy cider. I had this cloudy cider. Yeah, it was some sort of special in-house brew uh, when I was in New York, and it it looked weird. It looked rank. Um, it, it looked like sort of too strong orange squash. Yeah. Oh my god, it was amazing. Um, what well, and Strongbro started making that? I think so. Yeah. I've started drinking the Strongbro dark fruits. But it makes me the next day, and I mean it's awful. That's everyone else's problem. Well, not if you live on your own. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well then it's nobody's problem. Well, but then you can just sit there and enjoy how strong your farts are. I'm not a fan of it. I just stick on lager, mate. All right, fair enough. Joining us later is the deputy editor of the Sun, the man who drunkenly harasses Roman Abramovich. It's Gordon Smart. He's going to be via telephone. He's up in Scotland, isn't he? He's up in Scotland. Again. I think he's doing something exciting. Um, Do we know what he's doing? I think he might be going to a tea in the park or something. What's coming up on the show, Lloyd? Thank you, James. Coming up on the show, James' second favourite feature, Lloyd's One Hit Wonders, which hasn't really taken off, let's be honest. It's not, I've not read a lot of tweets about it. Oh, they or... usually just tweet me, just oh, okay. leave you to it. But there's been about 100 a day, really. It's been right. inundated, but yeah. We'll be checking in on the Euro Dream Team Podcast League to see if I'm inevitably sauntering towards the title. There's actually some big news. I've been checking that religiously over the last 24 hours. Me too, mate. There will be one last spin of the wheel with Celebrity Roulette, and we'll be finding out who has won an Xbox. A lot of people tweeting. Good, because that's a f- Xbox. Should we talk about some football? Yeah, let's go on, baby. Let's talk about some football. Let's talk about Wales. Ah, oh, awful team. Yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> Just let the home nations down. Do you reckon? No, they did really well. Did really but well, I think they? they did miss Aaron Ramsey. Definitely missed Aaron Ramsey. Didn't look out of place being in the semi-final. Oh, of they the, looked like a great team. Yeah. Like, all joking aside, it was... It was 
it could have gone either way. They put Ronaldo at bay for a number of opportunities. He had a few headers, but there was just one where he broke through and then sadly Too tall and powerful, wasn't he? But how does he how does he hang in the air like that? Just, he just jumps. He's just physically And he's incredible. like a foot and a half higher than any other man around specimen. him. Yeah, they're a bit unlucky Wales. To be Where honest. did you watch it? Uh, I watched it in bed. Did you? <laughs> I watched the, both the games this week in bed. Did you? Yeah. Um, have you got a TV at the end of your bed? Got a TV on the wall. Oh, that's right. I think it's 65 inches. Mate, that is too big. Listen. That's bigger I than my bed. I don't mean to brag. It's a huge bedroom. Huge <laughs> master bedroom. Is it? Yeah. And the bed's on the complete other side of the wall. What? Wall? Room? Room, yeah, sorry. <laughs> your, your, your bed's on a, on a wall? Like one of those pull-down ones. <laughs> really made the most of the size. You've got a 65-inch TV in your room. Yeah, and wow. it's so heavy as well. And we've got... Our house is like a new build, so everything's fucking shoddy in it. So there's no actual brick walls or anything. Everything's like sort of studs. And, Plaster. Yeah. And so um, I was like, I bought this TV. It was really heavy and stuff. And it suddenly became a thing because my wife was going, that's too big. That's stupid. Why have you bought that? And I was like, well, you know, like it's cool to have the biggest TV. That's something I aspire to have. I'm shallow <laughs> like that. And it became the biggest ordeal. I had to build this whole unit out of wood to go behind the wall to fix onto the to the studs of the wall to get it onto the wall. It was one of those ones where I was really trying to save face because throughout the whole of it I was going, fucking hell, this isn't going on the wall. Have this is no way. It's going to be one of those things where she can turn around and go, told you. But having a TV that big, watching it in bed, you were, I mean, quite close to having the same size Ronaldo in your bedroom. Yeah, almost, wow. yeah. Wales are coming back today, I think, and they're having a nice little parade round uh, round Cardiff. Is it two hundred thousand people? I think it's over a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand people are going to are going to welcome them home. That's great. Must be nice to be proud of your <laughs> national team, as opposed to like England going back to Luton via but the back door. Also, I don't know where this perception is of like people just think that we assume England should be winning these tournaments and things like that. I don't know where that perception has come. Because I don't know a single person that has ever said, oh, we'll win it this year. I don't know anyone that's that said that. But we don't expect to get knocked out by Iceland. That's fair enough. And also, with respect to Wales as well, take Bale aside, like for like, we probably best everyone in each position on paper, right? Yeah. So when England beat Wales in the group stages, it was instantly forgettable. Because yeah. it was sort of like, yeah, we should be beating Wales, we should then go on to beat Iceland. Yeah. All right, Do the things that you're supposed to do, you know, you'll come back with a bit of pride and a bit of dignity. What Wales did was they did things that people thought they weren't able to yeah. do, which is even better. That's why they've bested us. That's why I tweeted recently saying they've shown up England, because they did better than what was expected. If England had just done what was expected, we might have been able to, you know, yeah. it might have been an easier situation. England always go into any tournament with a bit more pressure. There's this thing of going, what is England? I don't They've know got who's a... putting the pressure. But that's on them. it's just an innate thing. It's, it's it's happened for years and years and years. Whereas Germany probably don't go in the same pressure. Germany's going, we'll play as well as we can. I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I think Ian Wright spoke about it, like the Brazilian national team. Yeah. If they don't win anything, there's like riots and stuff, and like they they're just as passionate yeah. and just they scrutinise the team just as much. This isn't an England thing or an English press thing. I think it does happen. Like you know, the Spanish press, the Spanish sports press, we get the Spanish 
sports press reported over here. I think it's the same in every country. I don't yeah. think there's any difference. What I'm saying is, is that we, we, no matter what happens, we're still shit at international level. We have the best qualifying um, form for most teams uh, yeah. going into the Euros. You know, you look at the Premiership around Europe and around the world. You know, like when I was speaking to um, Lionel Messi and was at Barcelona, <laughs> people have heard of Jamie Vardy. I mean, yeah. they know who Jamie Vardy is. Yeah. People should be scared of England, but when we get to a tournament, we crumble and yeah. we can't do it. Yeah. And the underdog story has been duplicated by Wales this year. Admittedly, they didn't win it. If they got to the final, that would have been amazing. It's a team full of kind of, not rejects, but players that you wouldn't necessarily, because they haven't got like the profile that someone like Wilshire has or yeah. someone yeah. that Rooney has. And, you know, Hal robson Canu, as mentioned in the podcast previously, he played under-19 for England, so he could have played for England but yeah. wasn't good enough. They've got an element of failure within them and they just want to kind of go and prove something wrong. Well, it, builds, I think... it builds character, that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, of course it, it does. It gives you a personality. Yeah. It gives you experience and it makes you a better person. Yeah. Not just better at your job or whatever. Yeah. It makes you a more rounded human being. Now, if you look at England and look at the current crop of England stars... Raheem Sterling, someone like that, someone who's been sought after, that's been pampered yep. since his earliest memory. You know, what's it going to be like to have a conversation with him? Mm. He's going to have nothing. He's going to have no experience at all apart from just living in a house and having a housekeeper yeah. and being mummied. Yeah. These people it's... need experience. These people almost need a proper fucking job. Yeah, it's, before they go and go and play football. And you mentioned it on the last podcast, they're out of touch with with reality. They're out of touch with real life. Yeah, and I think they're so far removed from reality is a bit of an issue. That coupled with the fact that Roy Hodgson is absolutely dog shit, um, I think that's the reason why we're having this conversation. That's still I keep uh, <laughs> I keep catching myself. Like I'll be driving in the car, and then I keep my head will go. Do you remember the press conference? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have this conversation where I go, oh yeah, that was bad, wasn't it? And then do you remember when he turned up the next day and said he didn't? I don't I go, know why yeah, I'm here. Oh, f- yeah, I, keep I don't know why of, I'm here. I keep, my brain keeps sort of tapping me on the shoulder going, don't forget that Roy Hodgson did that. And then my, my favourite... I don't really know why I'm here. As far as I'm concerned, I quit last night, so do you want to just fuck off then in a way? My favourite bit was you Sorry, Roy. writing down those notes. <laughs> he needs an haircut. <laughs> <laughs> We've just been knocked out of the Euros. Roy Hodgson needs an haircut. It did, it was too wiry. Really, I'm still recovering from that. As you can understand, I'm very fragile today. We're out. Wales are out. And now we've just got to look forward to a France-Portugal final. Yeah, good news. Germany are out. Yeah, That's always good. Yeah. Absolutely bizarre game. Very weird, So the penalty, uh, I tweeted about it last night. When the ref gave that penalty, I have been saying for years, right, let's have one weekend of no nonsense in the box and then that will be the end of it. Yeah. If every ref just suddenly starts for that one, for that weekend in every single game starts giving penalties away for like nudging in the box da, 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 yeah. that will be the end of it and the next week will be completely different. I've said this for years and it, it was a bit of a no nonsense decision for for the penalty yeah. and then I I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> the decision scared me. I was like Oh, no, I don't like it. But it was also the manner with which it was given, because no one really knew what was going on. I know, and yeah. then the, like, the commentators were going, I think, I think yeah. <laughs> that's a penalty. I think, I think he's given a penalty to yeah, France. I, I thought I was having a stroke. And I wasn't tw- quite sure what 20, was 30 happening. 20, 30 seconds, just people like, looking at each other. I'd ordered a Domino's last night, because I had a really... I had a Domino's last shut night. Shut up. Yeah. I had a really bad audition yesterday, right. and I felt a bit <laughs> down about my life. <laughs> and I could have gone to a friend's uh, party last night, quite a nice high-profile high party. And I decided to stay in. I came home. 
I washed my motorbike, my little moped. <laughs> I washed that. I got some new shampoo. It smells of coconut and melon. Washed that in my front garden. And then I went downstairs, put on a different T-shirt, French Germany game, and ordered a Domino's. I had a large margarita. Boring. Well, I'm vegetarian, aren't I? And what? I, did you not know that? No. Oh, yeah, I'm veggie. I am, yeah. You're a liar. I'm not. I'm being serious. You're I'm, a liar. I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm a vegetarian. Since when? Two years. 18 months. Why? Why? I got a... Um, a um, oh, you're going to tell me something now. It's going to make me feel bad. <laughs> I got a, a girlfriend. Oh, right. I started seeing a girl and I did it as a bet for a month and then uh, it kind of just escalated from there. So, I honestly, like, you're judging me. You're judging me like I'm just saying, I shit in people's mouths. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> um, I'm a vegetarian. I'm, I'm a 17 stone Grimsby Town supporting veggie. Yeah, that's what's confusing me. It's a weird no disrespect, I'm a choir boy. <laughs> I'm a choir boy who's wearing a weekend offender jumper, who's a vegetarian, and I love you are, getting you're pissed. A, you're a big lad. I'm a, it's the beer, then, that's what it is. Yeah, it's the beer. Yeah, obviously it's the beer. Yeah, obviously. It's not what I eat, it's the quantities exactly. in which I eat and drink. I'll have nine pints and a cheese and smart pizza on the way home. What I was really annoyed about, though, I had put a bet on, £5 bet on Griezmann to be top goal scorer in the Euros. And when he'd scored one goal, I decided to cash out for 75 pence. <laughs> he keeps scoring, and yeah. it's really upsetting me. I've just got to hope that Ronaldo scores four goals in he the won't. final on Sunday. He won't. Martin Keown described um, Griezmann, Antoine Griezmann. He said he's, uh, he described him as the glue that makes everything tick. When, Good, yeah. In fact, I think he means the glue... That makes everything stick. Yeah. This make him England manager. This Euros, the commentators. I mean, ridiculous. I don't, I don't mind it. I like, like but, but like coming out with silly things, and ah, it's almost it. like we've just let the standard slip slightly. No, it's because they're, they're You know what he means, <laughs> and he's like he's a football guy. No, I I doubt there are many people that know more about the way football works than Martin Keown. Yeah. You know, when he was starting out in life, he wasn't hoping to be a presenter of a football programme. No. He was trying to be a footballer. So I'm looking at the notes that um, Grunter's put here. He says, yeah. doesn't Didier Deschamps have terrible teeth? I thought that last night. But I did. I just thought I maybe my remember. screen, because I haven't got a 65-inch um, screen. <laughs> I always had a little pocket TV. Yeah. I was watching it around me house with dominoes. The thing is, though, when you have the virtues. size penis that I have... <laughs> You buy Mustangs, you buy great big televisions. I've got a scooter and I eat vegetarian pizzas. <laughs> there you go, so you're more secure. So who do you want to win on Sunday, France? Uh, I really don't care. hate both those nations. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like France. Oh, fuck off. All right. <laughs> do you not ever go to France on holiday? I've been to France, yeah. They were horrible to me. Why? And just, uh, thought, they thought I was a nuisance the whole time because I didn't speak French. And um, also just loads of dog shit in the street. You go yeah. to Paris, there's so much dog shit in the street. Yeah. Okay, well, that's, that's, that's your saying. I'm only joking, I love France. Um, who's going to be refereeing the final? I know, he's done it again, hasn't he? Oh, playboy. I know. Klattenberg. Fucking... With his personalised number plate, I hope, I hope everyone loses that game. I don't like Portugal because they made me throw up. I don't like France because they were rude to me. And I don't like Clattenburg because he cost Palace of an FA Cup. If you go on Celebrity Refs, it's at Celebrity Refs, the Twitter account, and some of the vines and some of the little videos that they do of refs, Clattenburg tries to take no nonsense from anyone and then gets like really chummy with the lads and like gives them a little pat on the bum and yeah. like winks at them. It's so funny. I think Clattenburg is a, a, a mistake of a man. He's just too playboy, isn't he? 
He's had air plugs, which uh, a referee shouldn't have. No. They should go bald with dignity. Yeah. In fact, a bald referee, let's not, let's not forget, arguably the greatest referee in history was bald. The bald one. Kalina. Oh, no, I was thinking about the English one. Howard Webb. Howard Webb's good. He was a good ref. Yeah. He did the World Cup final, didn't he? And he was brilliant. Yeah. He was so good when he did that World Cup final because yeah, uh, Holland were begging to, to be sent oh. off. They were doing everything they could to get someone sent off and he really tried his hardest to keep the game competitive, to keep it, you know, a spectacle for everyone. In the, in the end, he did eventually send someone off at some point. That was a great ref. We should do a, a, a spin-off podcast on refs. Yeah. I'm up for that. What would it be about? Um, top 10 sexiest refs. It's Dreams in Europe time. It's Dreams in Europe time. Well, we need to stop this ref talk. Who have we got on the phone? Gordon Smart is joining Good us. Good afternoon, you beautiful men. Hello, mate. You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. I've got a beer and it's, what, five o'clock in the afternoon? Nice. Sorry about being late. I've been stuck on planes all week. I've been having a nightmare. Sounds like it. Yeah. I washed my moped yesterday, mate. Oh, did you? Yeah, so similar life, really. A lot of planes <laughs> and a lot of mopeds. Quite. Um... Hey, did you know I was vegetarian, Gordon? I, I didn't know. Well, I am. Just need you to know that, because James didn't know, so I was going to be shocked. Eight episodes in, I thought it'd be quite Is... good to just be out, uh, open about it. Any reason, any particular reason you're a vegetarian? Yeah, girlfriend, then I got scared and kept on doing it. Whoa, a girlfriend made you was... stop eating meat, and you a... stayed with her. It was, a, it was a bet for a month, and then I actually quite like vegetarianism more than... How do you, you live without bacon? No. Uh, I, I couldn't live without bacon and sausages. I don't really I eat bacon that much. Well, obviously I don't now, but like back in the day I didn't really. That's steak. Uh, lamb. Steak. Lamb I miss, and chicken. Lamb? Yeah. Lamb's the worst of all the meats. No, <laughs> Absolutely not. You guys have got no idea what Chicken's good. Chicken's very versatile. You can do a lot with a chicken. I love a bit of chicken on a pizza. Steak is brilliant. Beef is brilliant. You can have that in a burger and a steak. It's all good. Pork, Mm. amazing. Ribs, sausages, bacon. Lamb? Lamb tagine? The thing about lamb is it tastes like, it does have a taste like it's just come out of the field. Do you know what I mean by that? That's what, earthy. Earthy, yeah. Yeah, it's earthy, yeah. Where are you now, Gordon? I'm standing in uh, the front room of my house after... Standing? Uh, standing, yeah, I'm walking <laughs> walking around, yeah, standing in the front room of my house with a beer. I much prefer standing when I'm doing this kind of thing. I thought you were just trying to recreate the conditions of a pub. Well... Even, even when you're at home, you stand and have a beer. I'm in the process of building a pub in the house, That's actually. what you need to do. That's what you're building at. a pub in your house? That's, build, yeah. That is all I need. That is all I need yeah. in my in house, house, and then I will never have to leave. Well, you're both welcome to come and see you when it's finished. We'll have a ceremony, an opening ceremony. I've got a tenant's tap coming. I can sing um, the Scottish National Anthem if you want. Oh, please do. I, I yeah. love your voice, Lloyd. That was Thank one you. of the highlights the last time you did this, was listening to your voice. Yeah, well, we can try out a fee. And now we're, <laughs> yeah, we'll do that, mate. I'll pay you. I'll pay you. I'll pay you and um, quinoa, whatever it is you eat. You <laughs> well, it's just cheese, actually. Just pay me a block <laughs> of cheese. That'll be amazing. That's why I'm 17 stone. Just a quick question before we crack yeah. on with football. How big is the biggest TV you've got in your house? 65 inches. Shut up. Have you been I'll serious? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Mm. Who am I doing a podcast with? 
Well, obviously... Two rich guys. <laughs> Two rich divas. Corn's got more money than me. He's got a proper job. He works every day. <laughs> he wears a tie. All right, as we've got Gordon on the phone, we should do some Euro Dream Team. It's yep. everyone's favourite fantasy football game, Euro Dream Team. It's nearing its conclusion. There's a hundred grand's worth of potential prize money up for grabs. We've all entered our teams. Gordon, remind us of your team name, please. Spain Gordon Ellickson. Lloyd. Fat matter, but I wish it was matter of fat. And of course, my team at Buckley's Ball Boys. So it was a good week for anybody that has Grisman in their team, which at this stage is everybody. I'm just getting word that I am just inside the top 40. I'm 40th. Oh, God. That's degrading, isn't it? Where's Gordon? I've given up. Mm. I've actually officially given up. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm having a strop as well. I've just had enough. I've given up. I'm so annoyed at myself for just paying attention to my own thoughts. Uh, yeah, is your fourth from bottom. Oh, God. So. Terrific. That's quite bad, Lloyd. Me? Well, yeah, fat thank- matter. They're still up there in the title race. Where are you? I am fifth. Did some very tactical changes. Um, what are you laughing at? Just how, like... Cool I'm at football. <laughs> No, how much of a <laughs> go on say it? What you are? I made some tactical changes. <laughs> Sorry, mate, but I want this hundred thousand pounds. I need to buy a sixty-five inch <laughs> TV. That's the only way I'm going to do it. I am fifth, and I am very happy about that. And I don't care if you think I'm a, a, a fat little veggie idiot. <laughs> I am proud of being a fat little veggie idiot. <laughs> I am on three hundred and thirty-five points. The lead is on three hundred and fifty-four points, which is that guy that we're going to talk about in a minute annoyingly everyone above me has got Grisman in their team so it's a bit annoying but can I just um, say Gary Precious I said I was coming for him yeah and I've come for him and I've bitten his little head off and he's 13th Jack Johnson maintains the lead Gordon's third from bottom (laughs) 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 sorry Gunson I'm just looking at the table bottom is a guy called Joe Hanley called Game of Thrones he's got 307 points but for some reason he's down at the bottom on zero maybe he failed a drugs test I'm not entirely sure (laughs) then there's Angus Black who's on 129 then there's Lauren Scott who's on 142 then Gordon Smart you are third bottom with 161 we've got that Oh, well. I've got, I haven't really looked at it for a couple of weeks. So. Yeah, I mean, the whole of your back four got knocked out two weeks ago. Yeah. What was that, the, the beginning of the tournament? <laughs> <laughs> Straight off the back. Like Sherlock. <laughs> it's time now to announce the winner of our Xbox giveaway. On Monday, we gave our loyal listeners the chance to win an actual Xbox. All you had to do was tweet at DreamTeamFC using the hashtag CatFlapHands. Uh, our winner... Selected at random is Thomas Guff. Thomas Guff. Tommy Guffy. How are you spelling that name? T H O M A S G O U G H. Oh, Guff. Guff. Sorry. I thought you meant Guff as in, oh, I've just done a Guff. Guff, yeah. No, oh, Guff makes more it. sense, yeah, obviously. Thomas Guff. That's yeah. a nice name. Good on him. Congratulations on winning the Xbox, Thomas Guff, and on the name. You bastard. <laughs> I've got nothing, mate. Do you know I'm friends with Lionel Messi? I know, yeah. How's he getting on? Is he all right? He's had a, he's had a tough couple of weeks. Yes, is not he? Pay he's been given a 21-month suspended prison sentence pay for tax fraud. Pay your taxes. But apparently he won't be spending any time in prison. No, of course he won't, because he's at the level where... If that was me, 
and I hadn't paid millions of euros in tax, I'm sure I would be rotting behind bars right now. But if you're Lionel Messi, it's absolutely fine. I'd love to be in a situation where I'm able to put millions away. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing as well. Do you know what? I'd love to... How rich do you have to be before you can hire such great lawyers that you can get away with any... Well, I'll ask OJ Simpson, I guess. Where, <laughs> where you can get away with anything. So, like, yeah. instead of spending the money in tax, just for a laugh, say if you're making hundreds of millions a year, right? Or billions a year. Super, super rich. The ultimate rich you can be. There's a sentence for you. Um, is it just more of a laugh to not pay your tax, but spend the money you were going to pay on your tax on a legal team just to see... I... I mean, you're saying moral. Yeah, completely. But I will always pay my tax because I'm a law-abiding citizen. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I benefited from the welfare state when I grew up, so I want to put that, you know, I want to put that back in. Yeah. And uh, if, if any girls are listening, get in touch. Um, <laughs> but, like, th- th- there are lawyers. Like, Jimmy Carr was uh, on his phone whilst driving, and he got um, he got taken to the police station. But he had, I think he was called Mr. Loophole, who's like the the top, top lawyer. Yeah. And he got away with it by basically saying, oh, also, his phone also acts as a dictaphone. And he was recording jokes that he thought of whilst he was driving and got away with it. So there are lawyers that you can spend a, a lot of money with. Um, it's not like Jimmy Carr to try and worm his way out or something. I don't know what we want about. <laughs> I'd love to support him one day. No he's, no, he's great. He likes jokes like that. Last time I saw him was in Montreal. And he, he said to me, oh, I like your blazer, where's that from? And I went, oh, it's, um, it's Ben Sherman. He went, yeah, I might start, start shopping there when I run out of money. <laughs> As we've got the king of showbiz, Gordon Smart, on the line, it's time to play Celebrity Roulette, oh, where yes. we spin our wheel... And whatever celebrity it lands on, we ask Gordon for an anecdote. I'll, uh, shall I get on the wheel? Yep, go on. It's a really big wheel. It's got, it's got every single celebrity that's ever Are existed. It's huge. Go on. <laughs> oh, God, it's, a big, it's a big wheel, that. Right. It's still spinning. Oh, God. When is it going to stop? Now. And, well, who's... It's... Robbie Williams. Ah, Robbie Williams. Yeah, I've got a great story about Robbie Williams. Okay. Back in 2006, I got offered a job at another newspaper and the editor of the Sun at the time said, don't go, stay here and we'll make you the editor of the Bizarre Column. And also, I'm going to send you on holiday for a couple of weeks with your wife to make sure that you definitely stay. So I went off on holiday to LA, got there, went out for dinner at Chateau Marmont, which you might know, James. Oh, Lloyd, right. don't know if you know it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I obviously know it, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we went there for dinner and uh, sitting having dinner with a couple of mates and uh, as I was walking through the restaurant, Robbie Williams walked past and he was like, do I know you? I said, yeah, I interviewed you the other day at uh, the MTV Awards in Lisbon. Uh, I'm, I'm Gordon. And he went, all oh, right, okay, what are you doing here? I said, oh, I've just come over for a couple of weeks holiday. I've got my football boots with me, by the way. I, I know you've got a team, any chance of a game? And he went, yeah, I said, we're playing on Tuesday. So... Robbie said, right, brilliant, I will swap numbers after dinner, I'll come and meet up. And I, I went back to my table, he went back to his table. Then Ant and Beck walked past and said, what are you doing here? I said, I'm on holiday. And so they were here with Robbie. So anyway, they'd gone back to Robbie's table. And then about five minutes later, Robbie comes running across the restaurant on a Saturday night at nine o'clock and said, you <laughs> And I said, hang on a minute, Robbie. And he said, yeah, you never told me you worked for the fucking sun. 
And I was like, well, you asked me how you knew me, and I told you I interviewed you. I thought you knew I worked for the Sun. So anyway, we, we end up standing in the corridor, nose to nose, having a row, and Robbie said, uh, do you know the story about the frog and the scorpion? And I said, no, I don't. So he tells the story. You know the one about the frog and the scorpion yeah, inside of a river? Yeah, yeah, scorpion jumps the back, blah, blah. I get yeah. to the other side, scorpion stings the frog. As, as the frog's dying, he said, what do you do that for? The scorpion says, I'm a, I'm scorpion. a scorpion. It's what I do. Yeah. And I was like, what's your point, Robbie? He said, you're here spying on me, aren't you? And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm here for dinner with friends. What are you talking about? He said, I've sold 65 million records. Don't tell me you're not here to spy on me. So we ended up having a little bit of a set too um, in this restaurant. And I, I, I go back to my table. Robbie goes back to his table. The manager comes over 10 minutes later and says, uh, Mr. Smart, I'm afraid as a resident of the hotel, Mr. Uh, Williams has the power to make other people leave. I'm afraid you're going to have to go. So up I got, left the office, and in deck phones when I got back and said, oh, I'm really sorry about that. Robbie's having a bit of a bad time at the moment. Mm. Um, anyway, I went back to the hotel and wrote a letter and said, I'm going to be the next editor of the Bizarre Column. You know, I'm, I'm man enough to give your next album a reasonable review if you're honest enough to apologise for that the other night, the Scorpion, and left my number. Didn't hear anything for about 18 months. Then I got a phone call out of the blue from Robbie, and he said, listen, Gordon... Uh, I've got to apologise for my behaviour that night. I was in a bit of a bad place. But um, I've got a new album out. If you'd like to hear it, then I'd like to give you it first. So he gave me the album. I gave it a reasonable review. And he phoned me up and said, right, come around to the house and you can do a proper interview. So I went around to the house and we got three days worth of interview out of him, which was all about how badly he was messed up. He'd been in rehab and he was on these like, mad, mad drugs that were messing with his head. And uh, everything was fine. I never wrote the story about the fight and always got on with him fine since. Apart from now, where you've just told the story about the fight. Ah, well, yeah. He doesn't mind. Another exclusive. See, Rob, there you Rob, go. Robbie Williams is another one on my list of people who I'm not like mad on their music. I think Escapology was quite a good album, actually. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, some good there, didn't he? But I think he's quite funny. I think he's got like really good sense of humour. He seems like he's quite yeah. funny and would be quite I a bit he, of a laugh. He is. I think he's just been a bit pickled by fame, you know? He's been famous since he was 17, 17 years old. Yeah. You know, no, I know you like an old story, but yeah. Noel's got a theory that you you are frozen at the moment you become famous. So Michael Jackson was five, right. Noel's 26, I think Robbie's 17, isn't he? James, you're what, 18? I think so, yeah. But I was, yeah. I was, I was probably mentally of the age of five then as well, so. <laughs> uh, me, 44, hopefully. All keeps going well. Lloyd's One Hit Wonders, the feature that everyone is talking about. It's that feature where we talk about basically players who come to the to the fore during the Euros and then basically then just the become forge. dogs. The four. Come to the four. Oh, I thought we said forge. No, come to, oh, they might come to the forge. Sure. Never been to a forge, I think. Uh, and then basically turn out to be dog. Shit. I'm just reading your One Hit Wonders, yeah. like the stuff that's written. Honestly, how much of this... Have I done? I might spend a lot of time this researching This is a huge it. percentage of the podcast. Yeah, I spend a lot of time. I just really, I'm just grateful for the opportunity. Thank God. No, good. God bless you. Glad, I'm glad one of us is doing some work. Here is my Euroblast from the past. A man close to my heart is Italian goalkeeper Francesco Toldo. Um, it's difficult to remember a time when Buffon, uh, the sexy, sexy oh, Buffon, was in goal for Italy. Uh, but at Euro 2000, uh, Gigi was out with a broken finger. So Toldo took his place. He was a passionate player. He once choked teammate Luigi Di Biagio during a disagreement on the pitch. He was goalkeeper of the tournament at Euro 2000. The highlight being the semi-final against host Holland, where he saved two penalties during the game, plus one in the shootout. Italy lost the final, and Euro 2000 was Toldo's one song, because then we entered the era of Buffon. 
And do you know where uh, Toldo is now? Dead? Yeah. No, nah, I've got no. no idea. The thing with Buffon missing out because of his broken finger, the amount of tournaments that he has played in is yeah. staggering. Oh, it's unbelievable. But, and also, he missed one through injury. <laughs> so, my man that I want to talk about this week, our final one-hit wonder. We all know him. He's never really a hit at Man United, uh, but he's been a hit at this Euros. It's Nani. Mm. Now, not his real name. He's got three names. One of them isn't Nani. Uh, always been considered a poor man's Ronaldo. Yes. Is a big reason why Portugal are in the final. Scored the other day. He's got three goals and one assist. But he won't be returning to the Premier League this summer because he just signed for Valencia. That's right, yeah. So, Nani's your, your boy to look out for, I think. Um, him. How old is he now? Uh, 40. I'm, no, I'm, I'm sure he's still pretty young. I'm sure he's about 25 or 26, something like that. I think he's 28, I think. Is he really 28? Nani did at one point say he was the best player in the world. <laughs> <laughs> 29 Oh is he 29 Oh my god Time flies I remember when he was like Signed Making his debut yeah, For Man United um, so there you Was go. he from Porto as well He was yeah. Or was he sporting Sporting yeah um, I've just gone Yeah he was yeah. <laughs> Want to get <laughs> thanks, over with really, Thank god Desperate thank for god a beer <laughs> Obviously Desperate for a beer mate Look it's your section and Yeah I know But it died out It died out there <laughs> I think he looks um, too much like sort of early 80s Michael Jackson or yeah. young Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. I think he looks like a, a mixture between young Michael Jackson and Sammy Davis Jr., which I like. I like his curly hair. I think you should keep this feature for going forward. I think we should. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's hot pot, isn't it? <laughs> I tried my best. <laughs> so have I. <laughs> but, yeah, there you go. All right, I was one of your wonders. <laughs> Let's uh, quickly just sort of have a little round-up. What was, what was our favourite memories of this tournament? Yeah. I think it was Zaza run-up. <laughs> yeah, that was good. The clap, the Icelandic thunder clap. For me, I will always look back at this tournament and go, can you remember Euro 2016? I'm like, oh, is that when our tallest, best goalscorer was taking corners and set-pieces? Mm. Harry Kane, and was uh, absolutely dog shit. So that would be my, one of my memories. That's bizarre. My memories, my memories are probably... Um, Obviously, because the way my brain works, me rightfully saying that Wales are going to do well in the tournament, and then also Gordon Smart saying to watch out for Iceland and that they're a dark horse. Gordon Smart, a gloating Scot, was so happy when the team that he tipped, Iceland, beat England, and we all cried. Yogi Lowe, um, touching his body, smelling his fingies, and a little sniff afterwards, yeah. Um, and me cashing out on Griezmann as top scorer for 75p. <laughs> that could have gone towards a 65-inch TV. Well, one day. more bets like that. I don't know the maths, but <laughs> literally thousands of more, hundreds of thousands of more bets like that. Well, I'd lose money, wouldn't I? Oh, would you? Yeah, I'd put a five on it. Oh, right. So you tried to save 75 pence? I tried to save, yeah, 75p. If you've put a fiver on something... Yeah. And... You've lost that much of the money already. Just leave it, surely. Yeah, yeah. Hindsight's a great thing, yeah. isn't it? Do you know what I mean? But I did it, and I was, you know, had a few beers. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you so much, Gordon, for doing this with us. It's been it's been loads of fun. Okay. Cheers. Thanks good, very much. It's a goodbye, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Goodbye. Bye, bye. Bye, Gordon. Bye, bye.
Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> now you put the phone down. <laughs> it was my son's sports day today. It's the first time... Oh, cool. um, it's his second sports day that he's had, but it's the first time that I've managed to go to. And um, nobody found out who the winner was. Of what? Just didn't say. Didn't say what the winner was at the end... At the end of the... What, they you... did the they did the races and everything and everyone was like oh yeah they're well done, but no they're all in given. teams they're all in teams like red uh, red blue yellow and green yeah, but there was no ceremony to say and yellow is the overall winner there was nothing honestly kids are not being brought up to care about winning I, well speaking about winning um, speaking my, about people my cousin um, has just been texting me just off the back and yeah. he's he is at his sports day. And he said his friend won a trophy and he's got my name on it from 2001. Wow. Wow. Probably like wow. sexiest kid or something. Yeah. I mean, that's a weird... I didn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, yeah, no, what I meant is like yeah. maybe like most sporty kid. Probably. There was no cups or anything. There was nothing. Yeah, I've got silverware with my name on it. And my, right my kid did really well. There's, there was ten events. I'd never seen this before. You do these ten events in yeah. any order that you want to do and there's a point system yeah. and you tally up all the points. Out of the ten events, he only dropped three points. Good and point. one of them I contested. <laughs> there was a mums and dads race at the end. Yeah. And uh, I sort of forgot where I was for a second because the teacher went, come on, are you going to join in? And I went, fuck off. Oh. <laughs> Did you actually? <laughs> you said fuck off? Yeah. <laughs> Were you in character? No. no. <laughs> it's just it's the pat- patois of the working class. <laughs>